Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to Sugar Coated. I am so excited that you decided to tune in and listen to me, Jennifer. I am your host and I am going to be talking about many different topics. Nothing is off limits, people. Nothing. So grab your drink, sit back, enjoy the show. Last week, we touched on the different types of friends and what hardships certain types can bring. With different personalities and different friendship styles, often it can lead to or cause a break or even a breakup. Friendship breakups can be more difficult sometimes than a relationship breakup. I mean, are besties really for life? How do you know if and when it's time to step away? How do you know if your friend is toxic and how in the world do you handle a breakup? Sarah and I are back to walk you through some of our experiences regarding this very topic. So let's get into it. This is a hot topic for us, eh? It is. I say it's extreme because I feel like it has so many different avenues to it. Like this, I don't know, it's wild. And then when you sit down to think about it and you talk about it, you're like, uh, where do I start? I don't know. (laughs) So I got some feedback from our last one yeah. and people were wanting to know if they were a toxic friend. And I said, ironically, we are going to touch on that next week. Friendship breakups are the worst, right? Don't you feel like they're the worst? Yeah, be awkward. I mean, I feel like it's so easy to give advice to other people, but then when the time comes... It's kind of hard to remember all of the things you say to someone else that makes sense at that time. Like, it's hard to execute. Simple in concept. Difficult in execution. And I don't feel like anybody really wishes for their friendship to head to Splitsville. But it happens. And when it does, it just really sucks. Yeah, the difficult part, I think, with a friendship breakup is unless your friend has completely done you wrong, did something with your spouse, something behind your back, stole a whole bunch of stuff from you. I don't know, something pretty major. You know, that's, those are clear identifiers of, um, all right, I'm done with you. Goodbye. But there's things that are more just kind of personality. You know, it's like, well, where do you draw the line? You know, this person, okay, they flaked on me X amount of times. They, you know, been gossipy and I don't really like it. But, you know, you kind of deal with it. But where do you draw the line? And to be like, well, you're actually really not a good friend to, for me to have in my life. We should split ways. Yeah, how to, how to know when it's time to split from your friend is the difficult part. And so... There's a lot of different ways or identifiers, like you said, on toxic friends and how do you know if you're toxic? I don't really, like, I'm not a professional. I don't, I just have my own experiences. And so over the course of my life, I would say that now it's easier for me to have identifiers of like, okay, that's not for me. That's not something that I want in my life. Like it's to, to have the foresight to see that this was going to go wrong. Right. So I would say my number one for toxic friend is if they're overly needy. And I know that we, we touched on that 
you know, as a type of friend, but for me personally, that's, that is, can be toxic. And the reason why is because I feel like you mentioned this last week that friendship should be easygoing. So I don't mean needy, like they're going through something and you have to be there to support them. That's part of being a good friend. Of course. I mean, like they are constantly needing your attention they're constantly needing reassurance in the friendship. They're constantly needing check-ins. They're constantly needing texts. I'm not, like, I'll text you something and I will put my phone down and get distracted by one of my three children or something I got going on. And I might not get back to that text till like 9.30 at night. Yeah. And it's not intentional. It's not to be a shitty friend. It's just that I... I have like a home I'm running. Right. And so there's something goes yeah. on where I'm like, Oh, I put the phone down. I rush over here to Kiana or whatever the case. So then you get back to your phone and you have like 37 messages. Yes. And this friend is like, okay? right. Are you mad at me? And da, da, da. And then if it becomes an issue, it's like, it's, I guess I say needy, but the word I should be using is draining. If it's draining me in some kind of way, emotionally, mentally is really the huge one for me that's toxic because I can't give to you I feel like my friend should be something where we walk alongside and it's not again if you're going through something obviously I'm going to be there and obviously I would want you to hear me out it's the constant like you're in a relationship it's I can't do it yeah I agree I've had friends like that and we have since um, parted ways. We have had a very, you know, gradual separation, if you will. I think. So you did the, um, slow fade out. I did the slow fade out. Yes. Because I think it's tricky with that type of friend because they're already needy. So you can't really like, I don't feel like you can have a successful breakup. So to say with them, cause it would turn into a freaking Dr. Phil episode. You know, there will be tears and explanations and dinners and why and this. And then at that point, it's like, it's a chore. Like, you want to avoid this person. Yeah. At some point, you just don't even respond to their messages or their phone calls. Don't want to deal with it. And you can't give them an inch because they want to take a whole yard. And it's like you don't have the time. It's um, radio silent. That's <laughs> how you have to play that. It's a radio freaking silence for real. I don't know if that's the best way to handle it, but that's definitely one way to handle breaking up with a friend is the, what did you call it? The slow fade? The slow fade. Where you just, you know, you maybe answer less and less, or maybe your texts become one word responses instead. Yes. Yeah, you don't respond as uh, frequently as you used to. You don't make those phone calls. And it's less engagement. Yes. Less invites because <laughs> it is toxic. Like I had this friend who always sided with the other person. It didn't matter if it was my mom, my husband, a boss. It didn't matter. If I came they would to... just side with that person like that they were right and you were wrong yes I mean it would be an opportunity for them to kind of school me you know what I'm saying and I wasn't feeling that I was like look I know that I'm not always going to be right 
but goddamn me, like, I'm not always wrong either. You know what I mean? Like, this is, you're not my mom. You're not my, you're my friend. So I'm going to need you to figure out a different way to handle me coming to you with these situations. When you go to friends with stuff like that, you just need someone to listen. You're not really looking for feedback um, unless you ask, which is different. But if you're just kind of talking and they choose to start telling you, schooling you on what they think, you know, you need to work on. Well, yeah, I just came to you so I could bitch to somebody. Right. I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not really trying to hear what I got to do right now. I mean, <laughs> I didn't come to you for a therapy session. I can go see somebody for that. That can become, for some personality types, it can be toxic. Because why? Because it's draining in a different way. Your friendship shouldn't be, they should be easy. They, of course, you're going to have hard times. You know, of course, you're going to maybe spat and bicker a time or two yeah disagreements do do uh happen they happen but overall it should be easy going y'all are supposed to be doing life together like they can't make an event one time cool like don't jump down their throat it's not personal it's not they're not plotting against you and your world and so if you're anything outside of supportive or trustworthy dependable you're probably you probably are toxic and maybe you just don't know. If you don't have a lot of close friends, I don't know, maybe your family is your life. I mean, I had a couple of people ask me, they're like, well, I really don't have a lot of close friends. So what's that mean? Yikes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know. Like why? I just think like you're the only person in your life who knows your circumstances with your friendships, what took place yeah, on like both sides. Right. So I really don't know the nature of the friendships you've had or what kind of person you are in a friendship. And they, they may not be a good friendship maintainer. I mean, they just might not be a person who's able to flourish a, a, a friendship. So those people are like, um, well, if you're not going to invest your time in me, then I'm not going to invest my time in you. So those people actually just go on their merry way. And that's why... That could be a reason why a person doesn't have close friends. They don't know how to um, grow a friendship. And maybe they just don't realize that. That's good. I never considered that. What about people who don't know how to grow a friendship, though? Like, how, what are some tips to give those people? Like, what? how, how would you grow a friendship? Is that something well, you can even teach somebody? It, I think it's, some things are simple. You communicate. You have to talk to people. You can't just think that you have a group of friends or a friend and um, you don't talk to anybody. Phone calls are always good, but obviously this day and age, we are very text message, yeah, Instagram message, whatever, but send a message. You know, just communicate. Put something out there. Send something funny or a hairstyle or whatever, but, you know, you have to put something out there to provide a, um, if you want to get something back. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. So what do you have going on? You know, what's, what's your biggest project right now? Like people like to be heard and just felt like they have some sense of, or a part in their life. You know what I mean? Like if you meet somebody new, you can't just rely on that person to make the first step. So if you are trying to like build friendships, then you have to do just that. You have to 
invest in them. Right. Um, you have to give a little bit to get um, in return. And it's hard to, um, it's like friendship dating. Now that both of my kids are in school, but also have been, you know, social and doing whatever kind of activities, you know, I meet a lot of new moms. Mm -hmm. It's so weird to, you know, to date, to mom date. You know, you want to put yourself out there like, well, maybe I should just invite her to lunch or go to happy hour or something. But it's still that whole hesitation of, you know, you don't want to be rejected. But if you want new friendships, then you kind of just have to take that chance. And I, I think it's interesting that you term it mom dating because I didn't think of it that way. Kiana's got a little friend at school who she went to daycare with. And they're like, that is just like her homie. She's like, I want to, such and such is my best friend. And and uh, so they went off their merry ways and Kiana is in kindergarten now. And her after school program, her bestie from daycare is now in her after school program. So she was all kinds of excited about that. And she told me today, just call her mom. Just call her mom. And you know, <laughs> so we can have a play date. Just call her mom. I, I think my light bulb just went off, but it's that easy to make a friend. Like for kids, they have none of the thoughts that adults have that go through their head. You, what if this person doesn't like me? What if this, you know, what if they think I'm dumb or whatever the, whatever <laughs> things that go through our heads as adults, like we complicate shit. It's true. Kids are just like, Hey, my name's Kiana. Do you like, um, descendants? Me too. Let's play this game. You know what I mean? And wow. it's like, now they're besties. Mom, just call her mom. And I'm trying to see my friend, you know? I like the same thing. And then, you know, I try to put it off. I'm like, yes, baby, I'll do it when I get home. And then it'll be like quiet for 30 seconds. And she's like, so did you text her yet? Yeah. <laughs> are we going to go on that play date? Yeah. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Like, oh, God, I know. I I do think that I'm pretty good at making small talk. I could talk to you in an elevator. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to sit in the quiet. It's awkward to me. Silence is awkward. It's like, we're both in this elevator. I know you see me because I see you. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not about to sit here and ride six floors without saying nothing. That's weird. That's funny because I do not (laughs) small talk. I find it um, wasteful. (laughs) Do I, I don't care what this person thinks about the weather. Um, so I'm cool with the silence, you know, right in this elevator. We're just, let, let me think about what I, my grocery list in my head. I'm good. I don't need to ask you about the Dallas Cowboys or whatever. Like. That's so funny that there's two. I mean, this is great though, because where small talk makes you feel awkward, the silence is like weird to me. I'm like, oh, okay, so... You know, I always start with a compliment. Those shoes are cute, girl. Where'd you get those? Okay, where are you going out? Where are you going? Something. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not trying to sit here and just ride this ride. I will never person again. You know, like, it's fine. I don't have to talk to him. If you're the one that's like, oh, yeah, I think I got him at Ross. I don't know. Shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) Then I start just your way turn my back <laughs> oh i have a phone call well if that does happen then obviously you have to respect the person's space right if it's hard for somebody to like throw themselves out there i would say to keep things 
general. Like if you like you with this play date or me with this play date, I'm going to have to keep it to school talk, after school program talk, gymnastics because they were in gymnastics together. And then I think from there, naturally, you will go into different avenues of conversation, right? Somewhere yeah. you're going to find a commonality with that person. Right. And once you do, ride the shit out of that, you know, <laughs> like ride the shit out of it until there is a budding friendship. And then, you know, you can't quit. You have to keep feeding into it. And by all means, like it has to be a two way street or else it's just weird. But don't be needy and don't start telling that person about themselves. Nobody wants a mom. We're all grown. Yeah. I mean, there's times that I know that I'm talking. Like, I can talk to you, and I'll tell you stuff. And I know that there's a lesson in there somewhere, or something I'm supposed to learn from it, or maybe I should have handled myself differently. But you know what? You're not sitting there telling me that, oh, Sarah, well, you should have blah, 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 blah. You just said, and let's go, oh, ooh, no. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you have a better day. You know, whatever. But that's a friend, you know, that's friendship in where we have to call each other to talk about things that happen in our lives. Right. You know, so that we can release (laughs) and move on. And move on. Right. Nobody wants to be schooled by their friend. Now, it's different. If y'all are in a deep deep conversation and it's that kind of wine hour, you know what I mean? And y'all are going there and you're giving feedback to one another and it's welcomed. That's different. But every time I come to you, you got something to say about, no, I'm good. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, I also don't want you to be uber negative. I think that people do not realize they're this person. So I'm just going to put it out there right now. Like, But when nothing is going right for you ever, that shit is taxing. (laughs) I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's just keep it real. Like all of us have a bad day. All of us are lonely and single at some point and feeling sorry for ourselves on a Wednesday night watching Hallmark shit. All of us have had issues with our husband and we'll bitch to our friend about it. That is normal life shit. Hard day with the kids, hard day at work. But if every single time we converse, nothing is going right for your ass, that is, I don't, I don't want that either. (laughs) You know what I mean? like a huge, yeah, rain cloud. Like you got to bring your umbrella. Yes. And then what are you doing? You're having to give into that person all the time. You're having to uplift that person all the time. And so once again, I go back to my word, you're draining. You might be draining in a different way, but you're draining me. Yeah. And how do you, I don't know, maybe that person, maybe they tell, let's say they have three friends. They can either tell all three of those friends the same thing, all of their negativity, because that's just what they are. They're like negative, negative, negative. Negative Nancy. To you with their negativity because they like the way that you make them feel. Oh, because that, well, then they're taking. Then they're takers. (laughs) That's just another way of draining me. I don't have time for it. Like, you don't talk to three people about it already? And let me just go ahead and be transparent that, At some point, I probably was that person. At some point, I was the person. If I something bad happened, I got in a fight with my mom, we'll say. I would tell you, I'd tell whoever would listen because I'm pissed, right? Right. I don't do that anymore because, one, I don't have time to text 10 people. 
<laughs> Two, why are you, like, why? I just don't understand. I don't know why I did it then. I think I was just mad and, like, just spewing, like, sharing my anger with everybody. That shit is not fun on the receiving end. Maybe that happened with growth. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to talk to this one person about it and be done with it. Like, let it go. I'm over it. There's friendships that I've had where I would, hey, have a, have a beautiful Monday. You know, just something in the morning to, like, start your day right or send a quick message. Hope you're doing great today. And they're like, oh, well, we'll see if it's a good day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're just like, okay, well, shit, never mind. <laughs> and then that shit rubs off on you. You're like, frig, the hell is happening? That's called being a Debbie Downer, y'all. So Yeah, the Debbie Downer. Negative Nancy's Debbie Downer, old Sour Susie, whatever you want. Oh, that's a lot of them. <laughs> they all go together. I just can't. So if you have had friendship fallouts in the past, I think we all have. And my friendship breakups... At some point, I've had to be honest with myself and look at my part in it because there's two sides to every story. Right. And it might not happen at the time that I'm fighting with that person, but at some point you have to look back and say, okay, now how did I play a part in this and what could I have done differently? That does not mean by, you know, that you should get back in the ring with that person. Cause sometimes friendship breaks are, that's where it needs to be. How do you handle a friendship breakup? I mean, there's no roadmap. Yeah, that's, it becomes awkward for sure. Um, and I think, I don't know, at least in my experience, I've never had anybody even question what had just happened. It's almost like, you know, either they knew or they felt the same way. We went our separate ways but nobody's ever come and wanted to have a conversation about it, about what went wrong. Because I think most of the time people know. So the couple of friendship breakups that I've had, it's been like something has happened. No, that's not true. I think I've had one friendship that was like a slow fade because I just did not want to. I didn't even have the energy to have the conversation. Honestly, I was like... I'm not doing this. I'm not doing the sit down. I'm not doing the text war, which I cannot stand, by the way. Like, pick up the phone. And, yeah, we just kind of slow faded. It's easy. Like, when you get in a fight and it's a blow up, that's easy, right? It hurts, but it's easy because it's like, well, we're not friends. I'm not messing with you. Bye. Like, it's, yeah. it's a no-brainer. But I think when you have the friend that you've been friends with for 20 years, 10 years, even 15 years, it's kind of hard at that point to recognize the signs because you love this person and you care for this person and you kind of want to cope and deal. I think one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn is just because you've known somebody for a really long time, it doesn't make them your friend. And that's something that ironically, Jesse had to explain. My thing was always like, I've been friends with this person since. As if that were enough, like that should justify an entire friendship. Right. As if it negated whatever said behavior or event that took place for us to be in this stinky spot that we're in, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And it's so true. Like, just because you've known somebody for a really long time, that doesn't mean that you guys have a solid friendship. It's sad, but it's true. I mean, the two friends that I've since parted ways with, I think in hindsight it was healthy. What I've learned from that is that I was way too invested. And I think I we touched on this last week. Like, I was just way too involved so if I'm going to play devil's advocate and kind of put myself in their shoes on the receiving end, that would get on my nerves too. Like if a friend was constantly injected into my household, my motherhood, my, my relationship with my husband, like as if they were living in my house every day and knew the details, you know, and the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. that would be annoying. And so I didn't have boundaries and So it was probably better to split because I would have never learned that lesson to get better in the future friendships. And then I think that they're, I probably, you know, taught them something that, you know, we won't know because I don't talk to them anymore. But (laughs) (laughs) But maybe this and they'll leave you a comment. Yeah. Maybe they'll shoot me a DM. (laughs) That is, this is not an open door though. It's not an invitation. drive-by but have you had any of those type of situations where it's just like look we've been friends for this long yeah so like one of them she was um doing things that I did not agree with and there were some personality difficulties. There was some rudeness on her part, selfishness. Just not a good friend. Just things that you know that that's yeah. just a person that you feel like you have to keep hanging out and seeing because of the time frame that you've been friends. Mm-hmm. But it's bad. You know, there, this person was like... Um, having marital affairs and I wasn't married at the time I was still single but still I'm like I that's like that's something I just can't get behind Mm -hmm. so you know that friendship was a fade out of just you know there was no no more communication or hanging out and it became obvious that um, we were going our separate ways and I have another situation that actually nothing happened on a negative part it was just kind of a life change difference of going different paths um after college unfortunately we just didn't stay in touch and that one was hard because i had been friends with this person for a long time like close friends yeah high school and college and then to not have that person anymore was difficult and that was probably a situation that I should have addressed Mm -hmm. and asked the question can we talk about this what happened but I never did yeah out of fear I think it's always out of fear I don't know maybe I didn't want to know the answer maybe actually I was probably just too young and immature and thought well I'm not gonna say anything if she's not gonna say anything yeah you know, I'm just going to go over here and act like I'm okay. Well, so. at certain ages, too, you don't do well. I feel like I handle conflict better today than I would have 10 years ago. Anybody, it just comes with kind of maturing and, and growing and going through life lessons to, to gain wisdom on how to listen and how to 
disagree with somebody and not have to be disrespectful what just because you disagree you know so I don't think everybody really knows how to have that kind of conversation it's just awkward and difficult what happened why aren't we friends anymore you know like I don't know that people know how to eloquently explain that without it getting into some screaming match and like a blame game yeah I was just thinking when you break up with a, a lover, there is always the question, why are we breaking up? What did I do? What did I do to you? Am I not good enough for you? You know, what happened? There's, you know, you don't have any problem wanting to know the answers to that. But if what makes it so different in the relationship of a friendship, which should probably hold more um, importance than a, you know, fly by, you know, lover, you can't ask those questions. Or that your you, your yourself keeps you from going there. Yeah, it's just it's hard all the way around. Some things to keep in mind: if you are in a position where you think that maybe your friendship is nearing an end, if you think it's worth a conversation, definitely have the conversation. So let's just say that you think a conversation is warranted, and you're gonna go ahead and do that. My advice would be to really have the ability to sit in silence and let them have the floor. What is it you feel like I'm doing? Go. And really listen to what they're saying and take it in, you know, so that you can have time to process it and respond as if this person was your friend. I think a lot of people, it's hard for them to hear maybe what they did or what the other person thinks that they did. And it's not always an attack because perception is key. So if I said something to you in passing, I don't know, let's just say I said something to Cameron. Let's say I said something to Cameron you didn't like, or you would have handled it differently. And you said to me, you know, Jennifer... You said X, Y, Z to Cameron and I took it like this. And I was like, well, that's because, you know, defend, defend, defend myself. You're not listening. I'm not listening to you. I'm not hearing you out and your reasoning for being offended it, versus me saying, oh, I can see how you would feel that way. That was not my intention. You know, that's how, like having right. a real conversation. But I think our natural instinct is to just fight. This was a huge lesson for me personally, because I would just come at you like I'm like I, as if I can do no wrong. And that's not the way to be because people have feelings and they have different perceptions and they have different, you know, you say one thing and the person receives it differently. And maybe you didn't even intend it that way. It's all about communication, you know, and if you're good friends and you feel like it's worth it, then have the conversation and, and give that person a chance to to say what they want to say. And respond like you love them. But if you're at a point where a conversation is not what you want to do, I would say do the slow fade method. <laughs> How to do the slow fade. Begin with not returning phone calls. I do feel... Or text messages. Yeah, I feel like you're probably the better one at the slow fade. <laughs> I feel like you would give better advice on this one. I text you. Like, what do I say? <laughs> You're like, say nothing. Say sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Give them a K, girl. Give them a K. Right? 
What if they catch on to the slow fade? Oh, I see that your uh, responses are becoming shorter and shorter. <laughs> Girl, I'm busy. I've been so busy. Sorry. Oh, see? You're quick with it. <laughs> Bitch, I can't. She's quick with the comebacks. <laughs> You're trying to give a real answer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not like that's a lie. You are busy. It's the thing that people do even in, uh, mm -hmm. but when you're dating and if that person wants to be with you and they will ask you to the movies, they will ask you to dinner. They will come to your picnic on Saturday. Yep. They will show up for you. If they are interested in you and they want to actually pursue you, they will show. Same with friendships. I mean, if you want to be a good friend, if you want, you know, this thing to actually flourish and go somewhere, then you have to show up. If you're not showing up, it's either unintentional, but you're probably being a bad friend, or it's, or it is um, on purpose and you're getting faded out. Okay, and so here's the thing to remember. Let's say you're the one getting faded out. Don't take it personally. That's easy for me to say, but seriously, don't take it personally. Take it for what it is. If you are hearing from Judy less, let Judy have her space. Because when you push something, it almost makes it worse. If two months go by and y'all haven't talked to each other, and then naturally, like, that person reaches out to you or something, hey, what's up, how's it going? Then you can pick it up and, hey, girl, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on? Oh, yeah, I've been busy. I feel like sometimes a slow fade can be circumstantial. And people jump to conclusions because they're in their feelings. It is, to me now in my life, it's completely natural for friendships to have organic uh, breaks. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't mean that, that we're not friends anymore. Maybe it just means life. And then they're like, oh, well, I see you hanging with this person, that person. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Like, friendships come in seasons. And I know that sounds like a cliche saying, but it's so true. Like, I have friends where I haven't talked to them in two, three months. And then I might hang with them hardcore for a whole month straight. Yeah. And then somebody else I was hanging with hardcore kind of takes a backseat. It doesn't mean I don't like that person. It's just as humans, like you can only give so much to so many people at the same time, especially if you have a family. You can right. only do so much. A group of friends that I recently um, reunioned with, mm -hmm. reacquainted with, it's some friends from high school. It, it is. It just comes to this time where you're like, hey, how's it going? Do y'all want to get together for dinner? And you do, and then you make a thing of it probably once every two months is actually how it's been going but it's just nice and refreshing to have that those people that you can talk to and relate with you know because you're in the same um season of life yeah and just you know old times sometimes you just need that in your life yeah different point you can't i mean if you're around the same people all the time like you grow more around different types of people with different ways of thinking with different views and perceptions if you're around the same people all the time day in and day out you're not stretching yourself and it's not personal ultimately like accept that people drift apart. That's okay. If it was a really close friend, I think that it's not ridiculous to say that you need some time to mourn that friendship, you know, and just forgive yourself for the part in that friendship. I think that silence sometimes is golden because you need to think about and sort out how you're feeling and maybe you're tripping or maybe they're tripping or maybe you were right and you need yeah. a break. 
sometimes time is just what you need, whether it's short or a little bit longer. You just need a little bit of time to think it out, work it out before you actually do respond with something completely ridiculous. Right, and then you look foolish. Those are little tips for your friendship breakups and how to identify a toxic friendship. We will catch you guys next week, and thanks for tuning in. Bye! Adios! You've listened to an episode of Sugar Coated, and remember, new episodes air every Wednesday. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I will be your bestie for life for a five-star review. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. I want to hear from you, so be sure to hit me up on Instagram or Facebook at Sugar Coated Podcast, where you can follow for all the latest updates. Catch y'all next Wednesday. Peace.